is it hard to be an actor of faith? Are there particular challenges that come from having faith in the entertainment industry as an actor? We discuss this and more with special guest Tron Lanier on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking peoples, thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, cultural critic, contemplative Christian creative. And with me as always is my cringingly charismatic co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, and for the sake of the episode, I am a, a faith-based actor as well. Mm, there mm. you go, there you go. And with us today is a very special guest. She is an actress, a nurse, and a mother, and all-around creative person who has starred in multiple films, including Summer of 67, a personal favorite of mine, Tulsa, I Still Believe. She This year, she also starred as Rosa Parks in the film Son of the South, directed by Spike Lee's longtime collaborator, Barry Alexander Brown, and on which Spike Lee himself served as the executive producer. And on a more personal note, she stars as Liz in the new film Miracle on Highway 34, directed by our very own Nathan Clarkson and featuring the voice of yours truly. She is the saintly, the scintillating, the sensational Sharon Lanier. Ms. Lanier, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. What's up, good people? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here. It's so much fun to see your face because I can't believe this. I haven't seen you in a little bit, but it hasn't been that long. We filmed Miracle on Highway 34 in January of 2020 this year. And here Dang. we are now in December having the movie coming out, but we had no idea what was going to happen this year and how crazy it was going to get. So it's amazing that we that we actually got a movie filmed. So it's great to see your face. Yeah, you too, you too. I know, and it's crazy too, because a lot of times we'll film these films and then like we're not meeting back up to after like, to the next year. So right. we're actually meeting up that same year. In the yes. year of the pandemic, we're amazing. We're amazing. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we are so awesome, guys. Like, go us. <laughs> well, so today we are talking about what it looks like to be a Christian actor. Christians have a very mixed relationship with Hollywood and the arts believing that it's a wonderful way to glorify God, but also being highly suspicious of how it often seems to lean towards secularism or immorality. Christian actors in particular often find themselves conflicted about how they apply their faith in their work, because as Christians, we believe that words we speak and the way that we act are important to serving God and witnessing to our neighbor, but actors have very little control over what lines we say and actors uh, and actions we take on screen. Because of this, some Christian actors will only be in Christian or wholesome films and only play Christian or wholesome characters. Others believe that being a Christian actor has very little to do with what you are doing on screen and more to do with how you conduct yourself off screen. That said, the discussion is still a very live one. Last year, actress Madeline Carroll from the film I Can Only Imagine teared up as she told about being informed that she would never make it in Hollywood unless she agreed to appear in roles topless, something she considered to be a violation of her faith. So, Ms. Sharon Lanier, how do you see your faith aligning with your career as an actress? Do you have rules you follow for yourself about the kinds of roles you will or won't play or not? Are there other ways that you see your faith aligning or uh, conflicting sometimes in your vocation that you, uh, that, that you keep in mind? Yeah, that is so loaded. Like I was listening to a different. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and it's funny too, because all the different explanations are of what uh, you were saying that you, you heard, um, that's like all the same things that I hear when I have these conversations with my Christian friends. Yeah. Um, so the way that I have come to approach it, <laughs> and it probably changes from time to time, but I keep this as my foundation. So Anton LaVey, who is the founder of the Church of Satan, said mm -hmm. that television is the major mainstream infiltration for the new satanic religion. Wow. So that is always playing in the back of my head. So when I go to accept a role, and it may be a faith-based, it may be secular, I, I listen to that statement that mm -hmm. they are actively using television for Satan's kingdom. So when I take a role, if I feel like that project is going that way, hmm. then I'm not gonna accept the role. Hmm. So that's the foundation. There's other stuff on top of it, but that's the, sure. the no, foundation. That's, 
That's great. I have found the same thing because, um, Sharon, both you and I have both been in the faith-based world and um, mm -hmm. been in faith movies. And we've also worked in the mainstream in Hollywood and mm -hmm. Atlanta, where you are and, and popular TV shows and movies. And, you know, the thing is, I really do see um, the secular Hollywood as a place um, where you can minister to people, where you can be a light, where you can help people. And mm -hmm. the reality is that TV and films are incredibly influential. We, every family in America, every person in America is going to go home at some point tonight and turn on Hulu, Netflix, and watch something. So this is a, like you were saying, Anton LaVey's quote, um, he's not in, he's not wrong that TV and film are incredibly powerful mediums for either light or dark. And like mm -hmm. you said, in your own foundations of how you go about deciding whether to do a role or not, I think those are really important to look at, the kind of the broader issues. I think sometimes Christians can get stuck on the little ones, well, I said this or that, but I want to look at the broader issue of what is the movie conveying? Is it about ultimate, it, whether or not it's being directed by or written by a Christian, is it conveying hope? Is it conveying redemption? Is it conveying uh, true love and forgiveness? All the things that I, as a man of faith, um, believe that God has called me to, or is it pushing in a different direction? The thing is, there are some amazing um, movies that have beautiful depictions of hope and redemption and love and goodness, uh, aspects of God in them, whether or not they were um, directed by or written by a Christian. But for me, that really is, like you, the deciding factor. Is this ultimately, does the film ultimately push a narrative that I believe in, that aligns with my values, or does it go a different way, regardless who is writing or directing it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, because God uses everything and everyone. So just because Absolutely. a person is not necessarily a Christian, that doesn't mean he's not going to use them to speak a certain way. So Absolutely. That's excellent. Yeah. Now, so and we, we've had sort of some of these conversations before in our podcast, like in our horror episode about like, okay, just because something's a horror doesn't necessarily mean that it's 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 evil or it's it's glorifying the evil that it's portraying. Um, but so what's, what are some of the things that you look for when you're looking at whether or not this is a, uh, a film that is, um, is just por maybe portraying bad things but not glorifying them? Or if it is something that is crossing the line into something that is promoting something that's evil? What's, what sort of things do you look for in that to, to when you're making that judgment call? Yeah, so if the, if, the, uh, if the message in the end is, hey, we should go out and kill, still destroy. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> and there are a few of those. There are a few of those. Yes. Uh, but, Ocean's Eleven, but, a little, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll be serious and I'll give you like an example. So I watch. I actually don't watch as much television uh, and, and movies as I, or films as I used to, um, just because of um, You're a little the busy. way I, I get, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, that too, but I was becoming like seriously desensitized. So I'll just tell you, so there was a, a couple of years ago, um, there was this, this, just this thing that I would always do. If there was an actor that I liked, I would go back and just like watch all of their things. Hmm. And so I almost hesitate to say this, but- um, You can, you can gonna, speak in code. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Um, so I was really into Scandal with Kerry Washington mm -hmm. and How to Get Away with Murder mm. with Viola Davis. Oh, like, like, wonderful actresses both. Yeah, absolutely. And like they're brilliant, and the production value of those two shows were brilliant. Oh, absolutely! Right? Yeah. But I found myself becoming like desensitized to murder, sure. desensitized mm. to fornication, desensitized to homosexuality, just desensitized to lying. It was like, yeah, right. no, I mean these are the heroes of the show, and I'm rooting right. for them, and I'm rooting for this, and I'm like, so in the end, what is this show teaching us? Yeah. It's not teaching us the values of godly things. So like, <laughs> so I kind of had to step away. Um, so I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't watch any of those at all anymore. Sure. But as far as like what I want to do, like I don't want to take part in productions that are going to actively help to desensitize the sure. culture. So that's kind of yes. how... You know. <laughs> and that's the thing that we have seen very often. Um, I think, like I was saying earlier, that that movies and TV are incredibly powerful medium. And one of their powers is, like you're saying, desensitizing us to really important and big things that we shouldn't be, that we should be mm -hmm. sensitive to. Um, yeah. You know, my mom, she 
she loves all sorts of movies. She's not overly worried about you. She, but there's some, there are a few things that really bother her and her heart, and she doesn't ever want to get used to those things. And mm -hmm. I think that's a really interesting thing. We live in an age in which everything is so explicit. And I mean that in violence and sexuality and everything that today's generation, the, the one beneath millennials, are growing up where these things that should be serious and weighty and sad are incredibly blasé. They don't mean anything yeah. to us. Yeah. Um, and of course we can go overboard and be too worried and too moralistic, but I do think there is something mm -hmm. to be said for um, trying to be a part of projects that aren't pushing us to take light of serious and big things. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something I always look for in the roles I took. Now, uh, Sharon, I'm curious, have you ever had a moment um, in your career thus far in which you have felt that you've had to turn something down? Because mm. I've had a few of those moments, and this is always a really hard thing, especially as a young upcoming actor when I first got to LA. Anything that came my way, I wanted to do it. And I remember <laughs> being so desperate for things, and then I'd be offered something. I was offered a small role on um, a pretty big movie, and it was just incredibly graphic, and it was something that I didn't feel peace in my heart about doing. Um, and I remember having this war within myself of really wanting to do it and wanting to be a part part and have my career move forward in this way, but having to make the decision to say no because it didn't align with my values or what I what I believed to be true and right um, or even beneficial to either myself or the viewer. So uh, is there any time in your career that you've actually had to say, I, I can't do this and I want to because I want to act, we love acting, we want to do something, but you've had to say, no, I can't, it doesn't align with my faith. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> and I will even, um, I, I, I've even accepted some roles that after I've done it, okay, so I don't know, Same. like for our listeners, uh, okay, yeah, for our listeners, I don't know if you guys know how how sometimes it'll typically work for episodic um, films anyway. Or, Please or explain, that would be great. Please explain, yeah. So <laughs> a lot of times when you're just coming on as a day player role, you will get the sides. The sides are just like the, the lines that your character is going to say, yeah. and you don't get to see the whole uh, script for the episode. Yeah. Oh, yes. so, so, you, <laughs> so, you, so you audition, right? And then you book the role. And then after you've booked, then you would get the script for the, for the episode. And you're like, oh. Uh, oh, oh yep. okay. no. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> So then, I mean, you could go back to your agent in the company and be like, never mind, I turn it down. But then at that point, you're kind of like, you, you might be thinking about your career and you're like, well, I don't want to look shady. So let me just go on, on, the, on the set and just and do agents this thing. do not like that at all. If you no. book something to turn <laughs> yeah. it down. Right, right. <laughs> right. After you said you're, you're available. So I've had mm -hmm. some of those moments where I actually, and I just went, I just went ahead and did the project. And then sure. I'm like, at, 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 in hindsight, like I should have just stood up and just not have done it. Um, there hasn't been many moments, thank God, but there's been some where I'm like, oof, I <laughs> look at my IMD page. I'm like, why? But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but had... you know, the <laughs> no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just gonna say the good part is that there is grace, thank God. But go ahead, yes. Nathan. What were you gonna Absolutely. say? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. I remember when I was young and just got to Hollywood, I got offered a few lines in a um a straight to DVD movie, nothing big. Um, and I was like, this is gonna be so much fun. I got a few lines. <laughs> I went and you know, at this point, I wasn't even thinking about it. I wasn't thinking about the script, I wasn't thinking about the what the rest of the movie could. And I went and delivered my lines, and then the movie comes out in about, I don't know, a year and a half or two later, and I watched it, and it is it's awful <laughs> um and it's, it's terribly <laughs> wonky it's against everything i believe and uh -huh. that i guess that was a lesson to me to um and I, I don't know how to say this but i guess listen to the the still small voice of god as he's leading mm -hmm. me through my career to even when you're excited about something something looks good to test it to ask around to ask the director a few questions get mm -hmm. to know things to whatever that means i think it looks different for every project and every situation but it definitely did teach me early on you know you might not want to be associated with this project for the rest of your life um it's right. good to um or you might not want to be associated with something that you don't believe in and so it's mm -hmm. good to i'm trying to even now at 31 i've been doing this for quite a while i try to listen to the voice pray about it say is this something that's good is something that honors you and so no matter what it is i now i try to take a little more time um, but that's hard as an actor especially yeah. when you're trying to make it and you're trying to get out there yeah. and all of a sudden you have a little role in front of you 
Exactly. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So now what I do, I guess I'm older, I'm, I'm more wiser. And, and, and honestly, like I said, I just keep kind of keep that saying of Anton LaVey in the back of my head. So um, now what happens is like when I get auditions, um, a lot of times I just don't even audition for the, mm. for the role. If I can kind of see what's going on behind the scenes. And then yeah. if I were to get offered a role and then I get the script and mm. I'm like, uh, I'm not afraid anymore to say no. Uh, mm. Why? Because career is no longer the end all be all. Mm. Um, I think at a Amen. point, at a point it was, I'm, and, and I wouldn't have sure. said that out loud. I would have been like, no, God is first. You know, my family's sure. next. You know, I would say that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But, <laughs> but really it was like, I was putting like everything I had into like trying to further my career. Right. Uh, and it wasn't until a couple of years ago where I stepped back and I was like, this is crazy. Like, if I'm not really like serving and honoring him first, like what is the point? There is like no point to this at all. Um, and so once I stepped back and really like got that grounded into my heart, it became so much easier. And man, I'm like living my best life now, you know. It's well, just, I was gonna say, great. interestingly enough, That's you really say that a couple yeah. a couple of years ago you made this decision and, and you know, I don't I don't know. Um but just looking at your IMDb, it seems like the last couple of years since you've <laughs> yeah. made that decision, your career's kind of taken yeah. off in huge yeah. ways. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. It yeah, it really, it really was. And I tell people, um, it's actually part of my testimony that mm. once I let go, God really opened up some doors, which is mm. mind-boggling. Like it's just like it's I it's it's insane. Um, yeah. So your life I mean, is like think, a Christian film. You let go yeah. and trust God, and then suddenly the doors open up. It's like right. it's, it can right. be. It can, can, yeah, yeah, it can be. And uh, yeah, because I'm not saying that if you decide you're really gonna like totally like put everything down and put him first, that he's really going to like just oh now I'm gonna give you right, all no, the but, desires of it. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, or now you're gonna whatever, you're gonna be rich and blah 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 and you know, right. do it, blah, 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 you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's not like that's guaranteed to happen. But in my case, in the case of my career, yeah, it did. It was like roll after roll. I went um I went through this phase where like every single month, which was not the norm for me, every single month I had a booking. And actually that wow. followed all the way through until COVID hit and then COVID stopped. You know, we all kind of stopped working right. for a while and then it picked back up. And now it's kind of doing the same thing. Like every month I'm like doing wow. something, actually try, trying to slow down, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I love fantastic. the blessing and I love being able to honor him and what I do. Um, and I still have to check myself. So don't, hey, I don't want anybody listening thinking I'm all perfect. When I get up in the morning, I still have to check myself, you know, or yeah, if I get course. an audition coming through, I still have to be like, you know, all right, God, I want to honor you. So help me not to be crazy and take this crazy role over here, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. So that's, that's, well, there's so much, you've brought up so many cool points and there's so many things I want to sort of uh, ask about. I think I'll, I'll, I'll lightning round it for you and then you can answer the, you can answer the questions you want to and take in the direction you want to. But so like, so a couple of things. So you, you talk about how like you pick things based on like, if you think the message of the, the film aligns with your values, do you ever have anything where it's like, okay, even if the message aligns with my values, I'm not comfortable portraying this particular characters uh, specifically because, you know, like, you know, there's certain Christian actors who are like, oh, I, I don't want to play someone who's too satanic because that feels very dark for me. Or I don't want to play a character who's swearing too much, you know? So there's that mm -hmm. aspect of it. The other thing I want to ask, another thing I was, is you've worked in both secular and faith-based films like what's the um what are the differences between those environments and what's the what's interesting about that to you and finally i want, would like you to talk a bit more about putting your like as because another part of being a christian actor is actually having your priorities straight with gods are yes like we're talking about how tell you more about that testimony of like how you decide you know what comes first and what that looks like in your life so just answer speak however you want you know answer <laughs> That is not a lightning round questionnaire. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so first, like with the characters, yes, I get that. So let's just say the the message, overall message is redeeming, but then there's this character that you're offered and you're like, mm, I don't know if I could do that. I personally take that on a case-by-case -case basis. I, there was a point uh, very early on in, in, in my career where I would say certain things like, oh, I would never do X, Y, and Z. Um, but you never really know how God is going to use you. So I've kind of opened that up a little mm. bit to, for each project, um, I'll just, you know, pray and see if that's mm. something I would do. 
Now, I would, I, I'm inclined to not want to do uh, characters that have a foul mouth and they're cursing all the time. Or it's, okay, nudity, that's just out of the question. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, that doesn't mean like, and I don't think I've had to use any profanity in anything that I've um, wow. done thus far. Um, but that's not to say that uh, if I felt like, you know, the, the, the message was redeeming and yeah. uh, the character is really going to yeah. shed some light that I would Same. automatically say no. Yeah. So I'd have to take that on a case by case basis. But Makes um, sense. yeah, that's yeah, wise. So, um, <laughs> and then what was the other question? Um, Differences between secular and faith based sort of. Uh, oh, yes. Sets. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Please oh. do tell, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay. It will be, it's, oh, this is another loaded question. It's so surprising. Yes. <laughs> so every faith-based set is not the same, okay? Oh, <laughs> um, true. That's a good way to put it. Yes. This is true. I hope that's not this a dig on our set. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> Overall, overall, faith-based um, sets um, seem to be um, more, I don't know, um, obviously they're more aware um, of God's presence. And so, you know, they'll take that into consideration. And um, a, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of people will have like prayer before, um, you know, or whatever, and just kind of an encouraging atmosphere. Okay. Secular films, obviously they're not going to, you know, pray right. and all that jazz, whatever, but there's a lot of positive atmospheres very good mm. so here's what i find um interesting though because like some some faith-based sets are almost like a uh, church where it's just like i don't know <laughs> yeah do i need to describe that you, you know what I mean. <laughs> yep, okay got it. so <laughs> but other faith-based sets is uh not churchy so <laughs> mm. <laughs> interesting not okay, churchy yeah. so the bottom line is just because it's a faith-based film that you're going on doesn't mean that like everything behind the closed doors is going to be like you know super gotcha. pretty so yeah. that's just always something to keep an open mind so to not go in there judgmental like being like oh they should be doing this oh they shouldn't be saying that i mean because everybody's still human so they're still gonna you know some people are still just gonna be like whatever so sure. i find that to be kind of interesting um and i do i do enjoy a lot of the secular environments um a, a, a lot because a lot of times they'll be like why are you smiling all the time you make you make me so happy and i'm like oh that's a little chance for me to minister like, absolutely <laughs> it's i have found that on secular sets too it's absolutely i mean i love acting and all different sets but i love um very often being on tv shows or movies in the secular world because there's so many people who really you can talk to and brighten their day and there's a connection yeah. you can make and very often they're looking for light they're looking for something they're going through something and as christians even though when we're going through something as we always are we can offer a little hope and redemption in the in those places so i feel like when people say secular sets are dark well yes but people are going through darkness and we're asked to be a light we're asked to take god's love and his redemption mm -hmm. his grace to those places so i actually love the opportunities to be on secular sets where i can interact yeah. connect with and understand and share with people um even just a little bit of of joy um that comes yeah. hopefully that comes from me knowing god now the last question that joseph asked i'm incredibly interested in okay <laughs> um which is essentially um something that i have had to learn as well which is really interesting because um, like you were saying earlier, when you were when you were young and hungry, just getting into the game, you want you want everything that comes to you. And like you said, I, it's funny you said you kind of um, you said to yourself um, that if you've been asked, and you said no, of course God's my priority. Um, but, but you know, young twenty-two-year-old Nathan in Hollywood, I, I wanted to imagine that God was my priority. But if I was really honest, I would probably say getting getting what I wanted that either the the roles the recognition whatever it was that was my priority and it was a real interesting turning point and it was really in the in the last few years um, maybe last five six seven years that it had this turning point of Joseph what you said it is settling your priorities getting your priorities straight and Sharon it is interesting to hear your testimony and how when you made that decision to say I'm going to put God first and what he wants um that you you had 
I mean, just in the past few years, you've had amazing success. You've been on HBO shows and and TV shows and and the Son of the South. That's amazing, and it's and much of it, if I'm right, has come the past few years once you made that decision to God. And again, I want to reiterate to anyone listening, it's not a magic trick. You can't force God's hand into giving you what you want. But I do think that mm-hmm. when we when we allow our priorities to be set straight, when He is our priority, that you will see blessing in one. Um, form or the other. It might not look exactly what, like what you want, but I do think when we align our lives to how God has asked us to live and that we seek him first, that we will see blessing of some sort in our life. And it's not a magic trick. Um, like a lot of Christians will tell you, it's not mm-hmm. something you can control and make God do something. But I do think when we conform our lives to him, when we put him um, first, when we allow him to be the king of our hearts instead of ourselves, he, that he does bless us in one shape, way, form or the other. Um, and so it's really cool to hear that that is something that um, was, was a priority in your life? Was it an event in your life of you saying, no, I want you to be the person who leads me. I want to put you in the priority and how that really, um, that you saw God's faithfulness through doing that. Sometimes letting go of something we're holding on so tightly, we see he it opens us up for him to be able to lead us into better um, and bigger places. But I'm, I'm interested, like Joseph said, what was the process of you coming to that decision to say, you know what? I want God to be the head of my life. As much as I love my passion, as love my, my career, I want to act. God made you and me to act. Um, this is something we is good and God can use for good, but I still want God to be um, the, the top priority. What was that journey like and what did that look like for yeah, you? And why and like, did that happen? Yeah, and like what does, and what, yeah, and what, that process, what does that look like? Because a lot of people kind of, the devil's in the details. Like how does, what does it look like to actually putting God before my career in these kind of ways? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so what I guess propelled me to to actually make the decision was honestly, I was tired, just mm. tired. Um, I was sick of like always trying to network. I mean, it's a part of the business. You need to network, but but trying to to network, to make my auditions perfect, um, really tired of like sacrificing so much time ahead of my family and ahead of God. Mm. Just tired, tired, tired. And so it was um literally 2002. I want to say it was going into 2018, the new year. Um we did a I did a one word study with the Bible group I had. Um and you might know her. Her name is Elizabeth Becca. Um she's one of the uh, coaches for acting coaches for the Kendrick brothers. Oh nice cool. And, yeah. And so I was, um, I had taken just like a few months of her Meisner class, just a few months. But um, in any way, in any case, we segue into this little Bible study group, group of girls. And so our, our, it was a one word study. And so my word was rest. Mm. And one of the scriptures that I found was God uh, grants sleep and rest to those he loves. Mm. And so I really took hold of that because I was so tired (laughs) and I was like, this is, yeah, this is, this is, you know what? I'm really going to do this. I'm really going to stop emailing people all day, every day. (laughs) I'm going to stop making auditions. Perfect. I don't know if you guys are like me, but sometimes I I would audition and I do like 20 takes and that's, I'm like, that's (laughs) stupid. Like, why am I doing 20 takes? Just just do a few takes and go upstairs with your family. You don't need to be downstairs Mm. all day doing all this. Um, So anyway, so I stopped, I stopped. I was like, I'm not doing any more of that. I'm not, I'm I'm really going to honor like my time with you, Lord. I'm going to dive more into your word. I'm going to actually communicate with you. Um, Take, you know what I mean? Take time out to actually, you know, you know, spend time, like real time with you, not just a little scripture yeah. here and there, but I'm going to learn more about you and we're going to communicate. Um, and so I, and, and I would spend like a, uh, I don't necessarily do this like all the time now, but just to kind of get me into that momentum, I would like literally spend like the, my waking mo- moments until like, after I got the kids off to school until like noon, um, mm. you know, just doing mm. that. Like I said, I'm saying, I'm wow. I think, like, yeah. always do that or whatever but you know that was the kind of commitment I was like right, just right. This. um and so um all of that that time you know that little phase just kind of helped me uh, um come back into the, the reality that he is the end all be all mm, um, absolutely no matter what we think is more important if he's not coming first it just it just doesn't work and I was so much more happy and I don't know that I was like I don't at that point in time I don't know that I was booking right then uh, but I was so happy 
like mm. happy as I had been in a, in a long time um, in my life. And, um, and I love, I love that. Um, I think that's such a powerful thing for any young artists and actors, but anyone, really anyone who has a dream on their heart and who's going after yeah. that to hear is that if you are a person of faith and you have a gem in your heart, I think the best way to pursue it is to pursue God first. And yeah. I don't say, again, I, I said it earlier, it's not a magic trick that if you follow, if you, you know, obey God and, and follow him, that you'll just get everything you ever wanted. That's not mm -hmm. promised. But mm -hmm. I do think that there's very logistic and realistic um, uh, reactions to following God. Meaning I have found when I wasn't close to God, I wasn't as kind to people. I wasn't yeah. interested. Mm -hmm. I was more selfish. I was more self-centered. And that when I was closer to God, I learned how to reach out more. I learned how to hear. And that actually had a beneficial effect on my dream yeah. and on my career. And yeah. that's a, it's not a, a magic trick that God just gave me something because I started reading the Bible more. As I read the Bible more, I became a more whole, loving, forgiving, kind person. And more whole, loving, forgiving, kind people are more likely to have a better um, reputation to connect mm -hmm. with people on a more substantive way. So I think that there's actually logistic uh, well, reasons to put God first because it will actually make you a better person and more likely get you into the places that those that your, uh, yeah, your well, dreams under your heart will come true. It does make you more yeah. of the kind of person who is a better person regardless of whether your dreams come true or not. It's one of those yes. things where you, I mean, there's a, a um, article in the Hollywood Reporter, I think it was last year, might have been the year before, but I think it was last year, that was talking about how nobody in Hollywood has any friends, you know, mm. because <laughs> everyone in Hollywood is, is practically dying of loneliness because mm. the because all relationships are transactional. It's like, you know, well, you know, where, you know, mm. do I, yes. you know, this can, can this person do something for me? And I've got to pick my friends based on whether or not they're going to be able to help me next year rather than I have an actual connection with them. But then also because movies, people are filming stuff in all sorts of locations all the time. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like, I don't have time to be rooted in any place. And so the thing is, if you make, you know, making that dream your idol, it does tear away at some of the other things that make you human. And yeah. so- yeah. yeah, I was going to say, as far as auditions, it's interesting. You're talking about auditions earlier. When I first got to Hollywood and my, my priority was getting famous, getting the roles, getting recognition, I would walk into an audition with so much anxiety and mm. I got to do this. I got to impress them. I got to. And then as I grew and I got closer to God, I realized I was loved and I realized I was valuable, whether I got the audition yeah. or not. And so I'd walk into auditions with more peace. If I get it, I get it. It's great. If I don't, it's okay. And that peace I brought in with me from knowing God yeah. actually enabled me to perform better, to communicate mm -hmm. better, to laugh better. And as a casting director, do you want to hire the person <laughs> who's sweating and anxious and angry? Or do yeah. you want to hire the person who maybe, whether they don't know it or not, is close to God and is comfortable with themselves and is at peace and is kind and is uh, and isn't blown away by um, anxious and crazy situations? And it's funny how just being closer yeah. to God as I walk through this in my career actually helps me audition better and ultimately yeah. book more roles, which is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's all true. I mean, I think you just hit it on the nail. Yeah. And even, and, and I even carry that into like when I actually book the roles and when I'm on set, like, yes. it's not like, you don't need to carry any of that anxiousness with you. Oh, I got to do this yeah. right. Or, <laughs> like, yeah. just it's like, relax. I'm loved. God loves me. No yes. matter what. Everything's okay. Has it? <laughs> so, but in, in what logistic way? So you didn't, didn't, um, you know, weren't over perfectionist about your, your uh, audition tapes. You didn't send it, you know, 20 takes. You did it in, in a few takes. You spent more time with your, with, uh, you know, prayer time and with your family. What other logistical decisions did you make to make sure that God, you know, were put, you were putting at the center were like, were you prioritizing being able to be, go to church weekly? Were you, you know, versus were you taking roles based on location what, what what were some of the logistics you kind of yeah did? I did um I do and I still do look at um time spent away mm. um from home from the family um I mean I don't know how I say it um I how do I coordinate my thoughts here you can edit this part but <laughs> <laughs> we're getting the real Sharon yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's basically if I feel like it's going to be um man. Okay, so okay, so <laughs> I guess okay, so time-wise, I look at more of how much is gonna take me away 
from my family? Um, is this mm. going? Is this project going to be worth all this time mm. away from home? Mm. Yeah. Um, I feel like as far as time goes with God, that really doesn't affect me like traveling because obviously sure. I'm going to be with God wherever I go and I'm, yeah. I can carve out time for him wherever I am. Um, but I can't always carve out time for my family if I'm away. Sure. So yeah. that's a huge um, prioritizing factor in the hierarchy of sure. things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that's the only cool. other. See, yeah. we this about this is great. Ones. I think a lot of young actors, yeah. this will be some very practical stuff they can take. A lot of young artists and, and people in general can take and actually utilize in their own yeah. um, journeys towards you, you their can't dreams. Make, well, this is the thing. Like, you know, I, I was just reading Leo Tolstoy's What is Art? And one of the things he talked about was that people treat art as something that's worth hurting human lives for. Hmm. And like it's above humanity. Yeah. And it's, and, and that's a problem. And, and mm. I think that one of the things that I've just been thinking based on hearing you talk is that, you know, having our priorities straight and it's like, you know, no, it, you know, if our, our art, you know, it's like, you know, Sabbath was made for man, not man for Sabbath. It's like, you know, movies mm. and art is made for human beings and they're flourishing. And if it's what we're doing is actually hurting our human beings, including ourselves, if it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's something that, um, needs to take second priority to the actual human beings, which is yourself and your family and those things. And I think that that's really an important thing for, you know, Christians, non-Christians, anybody who's in the arts to, to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to, and as we wrap up, I'm reminded of, uh, it's so interesting. You brought up, um, Anton LaVey and what he said about the darkness mm -hmm. behind, um, uh, the TV and films and how there's an, an agenda uh, there to bring darkness and to hurt people. And, and I don't know much about um, him or the church or, or, or what they do. And, and I don't have a lot of evidence, but I think it's interesting to think about TV and film as a tool that can be used for good and evil. And I think there is a lot of darkness that's harming a lot of people as they watch and a lot of harmful messages that are affecting people's lives. But what brings me hope is that there are people like you, Sharon, like others who are out there saying, I'm gonna use film and acting and the beauty of all those things to bring goodness. I'm gonna use this in the opposite direction. I'm gonna bring light into the world yeah. um, through this medium. And so it's so cool to talk to you and hear your testimony and your story um, and, and, and your process of how you put God first and what that looks like. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. It was so much fun to have you. Oh, my absolute pleasure. This was fun. We got to do yeah. it again. It's fun for us. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, Next no. movie. Next movie. Yeah, when, <laughs> when, when uh, Son of the South comes out, we'll, we'll uh, do a yeah. uh, tie-in for that. Yes. Um, Miracle so on Highway 35. Oh. <laughs> hey, 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 you know, you know, you know, that's hey, I would not say no to that. I'll reprise my, my role in, in a second. Your DJ uh, role. Yeah, your DJ role. Um, all right. So, of course, as we told you before the podcast, we have a segment that we call our uh, blessings and curses of the week where we talk about a something we want to recommend and something we want to not recommend for people to uh, watch, read, see in a museum, whatever. Um, so, um, where I guess we're going on the, the sort of theme ish of today. Um, do you uh, what do you have any thoughts, uh, Nathan, or would you like me to start, or or Sharon, if you would like to start, or you don't have to participate if you don't want. We always let our guests do it if they want to, but oftentimes people don't want to like do anything that badmouths anybody uh, for curse. So, they just <laughs> so you can you can have the option to just bless something. <laughs> exactly, you've you can do that too. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I will participate, but I'll let you guys go first so I can okay, just get the, the flow. Joseph, you're up. <laughs> cool. So I'm actually uh, very inspired by you were saying, Sharon, about movies that like can portray something but still have a, a positive message or bent to it. So I'm actually going to compare. I've got one bless and two curses. I'm going to um, bless um, actually the, the TV show um, Breaking Bad. Because Interesting. I think that that was a show. I remember because things. Well, I'm gonna. I'll spoil alert. I'm gonna do I'm <laughs> blessing. I'm blessing Breaking Bad. And I'm cursing House of Cards. And the reason for this oh. <laughs> is because I remember watching both those shows at the same time. And I remember that the show Breaking Bad was showing people doing horrible things, but it wanted you to feel bad about them doing horrible things. Mm. It wanted you to feel it was a tragedy that a good man was turning bad. You know, that was their, their thrust of the show. Whereas House of Cards wanted you to get vicarious pleasure out of the, the, the cruelty that people were doing. 
and say, oh, I wish that I was sort of a, a Machiavellian politician who was fig- be smart enough to get their way. And I think that gotcha. that's seeing that, watching those as a young college student who was studying politics, philosophy, and economics, you know, I, I, I was see, be able to see both of those things, those two visions for how to portray evil and darkness in media. And, and I was very inspired, um, inspired by that. And, and that, that's something you could do. As a Christian, you can portray evil, but portray it as evil. And that was an important distinction. Um, and uh, maybe I'll keep that as sort of my my two my blessing curse. I'll I'll I'll, I'll stick with that for now. But that's that's that is a vision I think that if Christians want to find a way to deal with darkness in a positive way, looking at the difference between those is an important distinction. Okay. Yeah. Well, my bless this week. I haven't been watching tons of new things. I've been watching like fun old Christmas movies mm. and things. But I did <laughs> watch a new. Exactly. I did watch a new Christmas film and it came out last year and I just hadn't seen it yet. And I watched it with my wife, Kelia, and it's called Last Christmas. And we hmm. talked about this a little bit before, Joseph, but I, I, I don't, I just really enjoyed it. It was kind. It was goodness. It reminded me of the, we were talking today about um, things that have a bent towards redemption and goodness. Yeah. And in a, in a time right now when everything is so angry and upset and violent and um, tumultuous, it was nice to watch a movie about someone, a, a realistic, I mean, she, the main character is broken. She's dealing with pain. She's dealing with things, but to see a movie that offers hope in yeah. um in the darkness and i think that's what christmas is all about and that's why i really like the movie but it was it was good and was redemptive it reminded me of the good in people and i feel yeah. like so often when watching news i reminded of the bad and so it's mm. a real it was a blessing movie for me because it was just good and fun and entertaining but reminded me of the good in the world and the good in people um and, and i think a, those that, are things that god loves that's a movie also that shows brokenness as brokenness and something yes. that is needs to be redeemed and, and can be redeemed. And so that's a that's a great example also. Exactly. I'm trying to think if I saw that. Who's in there? Who who, who um, stars in um, it? Amelia Clark and Henry Golding. Yes. Hmm, yes. I don't know if I've seen it. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very charming. It's so She's, it, goofy yeah. and fun and he is charming and cute so it's, it's yeah it's a blast. It, it, it is pretty much everything you want from like a christmas sort of uh rom-com-ish you know story so like it definitely but it's just it. fun it's not yeah. like oh you know scorsese high art but i just enjoyed <laughs> it's it so sweet. very sweet. yeah it really but also is very and, authentic and very real yes so like, yes so, it's very yeah. human yeah and gotcha. my, now, now you're cursed the curse this week so we needed a show to watch because you know during during quarantine we needed something just to look forward to in the evening something to kind of binge and watch a couple episodes at night and my curse is the first season or two was interesting of a show called good girls and it has Hmm. by the way the performances are uh, amazing um i can't remember all the names of the actresses who are in it um do you know joseph um, I, I also have seen it, the posters for this, but I do okay. I'm not yeah. see it. Yeah. So. It, it, it has uh, it has a few great actresses, and I'll say this: it has some great performances. Um, but essentially, it's about a, a housewife, a, a few of them who are friends who fall on hard times of money, uh, need money, and they need to make money, and so they go and start doing terribly illegal things like robbing supermarkets or laundering money, yeah. and it just keeps on escalating, 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 and the first couple um, seasons were interesting because you see the moral back and forth. You know, I need money to help my daughter do this, but this isn't right that I'm stealing or robbing right. from somebody. Um, and that was the interesting part to me. And then the third season, it just kind of revels in the yeah. in these women just doing terrible things and they never face any real consequences. Mm. And I feel like that's not only not Christian, it's not reality i feel right. like yeah. um when we make bad decisions unfortunately reality has consequences yeah and mm-hmm. that's why the show ultimately falls apart for me because they never face really any long-lasting yeah. consequences and it, it really glorifies um <laughs> being bad which is ironic because yeah. the, the show is called good girls, <laughs> good girls. yeah so, exactly. ironic great title. acting performances great you know <laughs> it, it does have some good dialogue but it, ultimately it just really falls emotionally flat for me because it's not realistic um yeah. and it doesn't offer hope and it just revels kind of in evil ultimately yeah. so those are my blessings and curses that this makes week. sense yeah nice all right i see how the game is played okay <laughs> yeah so <laughs> So my my brain is only thinking Christmas movies because like I don't know two it's ago, a time for it. Go for that's, it. I started early and that's what's on my brain. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> 
So I watched this movie and I actually think it came out last year, but I just watched it this year. It's called Twas the Chaos Before Christmas. Ooh. I'm blessing that movie. Nice. It's <laughs> Another one to add to my list. I need good Christmas movies. It is hilarious, Nathan. Like I laughed like so hard, like from beginning to end. It is so funny and it has great redeeming value, great redeeming yes. principles. It's That's not awesome. necessarily faith-based, but the message is definitely, you know, pointed towards him. So I'm like, this is great. So it was That's just awesome. good. Just a fun, good acting phenomenal. It was great. So who's in it? Yeah. Sherry Shepard. You know who she loved, is? She I was, went to church with Sherry Shepard in LA when I lived there. She doesn't know me, but I was seeing her every time I went to church. <laughs> I love Sherry Shepard. Oh, she's awesome. fantastic. Get out, of town. Get out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's Okay, I'll look that up. That's awesome. Yeah, you'll love it. It's funny. Very okay. Cool. So then uh the one that I'm unfortunately going to have to curse. Oh man, it's so bad. It's called The App That Stole Christmas on Netflix. <laughs> It sounds bad. So bad. Title, oh my gosh. I feel bad because I'm like, oh, I shouldn't really bash them, but it was so bad. Okay, so like, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm not, I'm not really even cursing it because of the, the message, but just because of the whole, like the script, the acting, production value, just the oh, way yeah. they- <laughs> just, You can bash, we bash things for quality too. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it can be badly made. Yes. Nice. They have like a lot of like known, well-known actors. So they paid a lot of money to get this thing done, but they put it together so bad. It's like they got all these nice juicy pieces and then just like threw it, threw it to the wind. Oh, that's, so like, oh, that's like, so like, bad. Those, yeah, those are horrible. good blesses and curses for it's anyone horrible. who needs some good so, Christmas movies right now. Yes. That's oh, great. that's fantastic. And, and then what happens, I got to say this part too. So what happens is basically like this guy, it is the, the, the lead character, like he's not paying attention to his family because he's so worried about this app that he's creating his business. Sure. It's okay. a great concept. But um, like, like I said, how it's put together is so bad. And so like the thing that like sends him into like the realization that he needs to change is he gets knocked out. So he has this dream where he like meets with Santa and Santa kind of enlightens him, right? But listen, this is how he gets knocked out. Like I rewound it a couple of times. It's like, so, ridiculous. <laughs> so like <laughs> he runs into another guy. Like they're both wa- just walking, not running, just kind of walking in the hallway. They bump each other and he falls back. And that sends him into like this, whatever kind of coma. I'm like, yeah, you could have thought of a better way to like really knock him out. That, that's like, just called living in New York. That's not how <laughs> you get <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so yeah. bad. That's And they um, didn't even show the guy's head like bounce. If they would show like a good bounce on the ground, ground I might've been like, eh, yeah. maybe, but they didn't even show a bounce. I'm like, okay, guys. <laughs> that's a good decision <laughs> for a curse. Okay. Well, so, all right. So, well then that's fantastic. Uh, thank you for, for joining us. So now, um, do you have anything in particular, uh, Sharon, that you would like to uh, promote or places? Yes, Sharon, where- anything particular you want to promote? <laughs> <laughs> um, places where people can reach you. Uh, so, Fan pages, yes. Instagram, socials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a couple of um, projects I want to give a shout out to you. So one is called Discarded Things that I did mm. with Karen Abercrombie. She played the old prayer warrior from War Room and it's now on Netflix. And it Ooh, is a phenomenal, great. phenomenal oh, I've heard great things. Yeah, pretty cool. And then the uh, next one that I would like to promote is this film called um, Hi- uh, Highway on, whoa, what's, well, why do I say that? <laughs> <laughs> What she's trying to say is wow. Miracle on Highway 34, <laughs> the, the film, yes. the favorite film she's ever been in. Yes. <laughs> it is, I will say, I tend to, I tend to make my, um, the titles of my films real mouthfuls, just lots of words. <laughs> uh, yes. 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 Unlikely Good Samaritan, so many, yes. Yes. so many of the many. But many really, words. real quick, I want to say in this movie, Sharon is the heart and soul of this movie. It is, uh, her performance is beautiful. It made my writing and everyone else's acting just amazing. Everyone who's seen it loves you, Sharon. Um, so please go see this. It really is. Um, I put my heart and soul into it because I wanted there to be positive goodness in the world, especially now. I had no idea it was going to happen in this world. And Sharon brings all the warmth um, to this film. And I think a lot of people really enjoy seeing something that brings a little warmth and hope back into um, this year. And Sharon, you definitely bring that through your performance. So thank you. For being thank you. I'm excited where, to see it. Where can people watch this movie? 
Oh yes. So oh. you can watch. <laughs> oh, oh, I was going to answer, but you would know better than better than I would, Nathan. Go ahead. You can watch it anywhere you download or rent uh, movies. So that's Amazon, that's iTunes, that's Vudu. So anywhere you can download and rent movies, you can find our movie. And uh, yeah, so there you go. Okay. And so, and where, if people want to contact you, if you have fan pages or anything like that, where where else uh, should people find you? Yeah. Um, Facebook, which I heard is like for older people, but I guess I'm in that genre now. So <laughs> yeah, I still love Facebook, Facebook, so I don't know what this is about me. <laughs> so I am, I have two pages. Uh, one is just, you know, my page where I don't really talk about acting anymore. That's just Sharon Lanier. But it's, if you want to keep up with me, it is Sharon Lanier, the actress. Hmm. Great. Um, okay. Fantastic. And then Perfect. Everyone go like her on, page. On Inst- yes. Instagram. I don't use Instagram as much, but I do post um, from time to time. And that's just Sharon Lanier. So it's very simple. Nice. S-H-A-R-O-N-N-E-L-A-N-I-E-R. Fantastic. No Twitter. I don't do Twitter. Probably Same. wise. Probably <laughs> wise. Um, I'm on there. There's, there's some good there. <laughs> Joseph, how can people find you speaking of you being oh, on Twitter? Oh, well, thank you very much. Yes, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search Joseph Holmes. Also, if you want to find my work, a place where there's a consolidated place my work, you can go to josephholmesstudios.com. And now to return the favor, Nathan Clarkson, where can people find you? You can find me on all the socials except Twitter. Uh, <laughs> you can't find me on Twitter. I just, on Twitter. just never post. post. Yeah. I just <laughs> yes. never post. But just search my name, Nathan Clarkson. I love to hear from you. And if you want to get in touch with us, the Overthinkers, we have a page called theoverthinkersjournal.com. We're posting articles about movies and books and interesting things and interviews and reviews. More to come. You can learn a little more about us. And you can also email us there and tell us how wrong or right we were um, yes. about the subject today. So please head on over to the Overthinkers Journal and also we have a fun facebook uh page a private facebook page called the overthinkers where a lot of these discussions and memes and interesting articles are being posted and we're having a blast over there it's the overthinkers on facebook so please join the group we'd love to have you um and i think that's about it joseph all right get us out of here yeah awesome well thank you very much for joining thank you very much Sharon. thank you very much thank Nathan. You. and thank you I all for listening dis- i have a disclaimer Um, Just in case, I think most of you guys are going to hear this, but if this lands on YouTube where you can see me, uh, I just apologize for my shirt. I I, I didn't know I was going to be live here, Um, but yes, this is who I am. Your shirt is fantastic. Yes. No, you look amazing. And uh, yes. Well, thank you very much, everyone else, for, for everyone for joining. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Thanks for joining. 